You're listening to The Happy Hour Effect, Episode 8. So you want to write a book? This episode is for you. Hello, hello, hello. Kristen Brown here with The Happy Hour Effect. And I'm so excited because today we are talking about one of my very, very most favorite topics, writing and marketing a book. So many people want to write a book. In fact, I read a quote or a statistic that 80% of people have a book in their mind and they think, oh gosh, I really wish I could write this book. But only 2% actually write that book because people just don't have the tools. They don't have the knowledge. They don't know how to get started writing a book. So today, because I get questions about this all the time, I want to do a little Q&A quickie with you and give you some really quick steps to help you get started in writing a book. Before we do that, though, I want to give a little shout out to some of my five-star reviewers on my iTunes podcast link and give them a little bit of love because I love getting these five-star reviews. The first shout out I want to give is to Inspiration and Results. They say, highly valuable and informative information for career success seekers. Whether you are an aspiring entrepreneur, author, or established small business owner, you will benefit fit from Kristen's guidance. Kristen's marketing advice and resources have produced tangible results for my business and fast. Thanks for your inspiration, Kristen. Well, thank you for that awesome five-star review, inspiration and results. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Another one comes from Suds108. Thank you, Suds108, for the five-star review, who says, Kristen is a great host and gives great real-world advice from her experience. I'm listening to the one about getting media right now, and it's great. Thank you, Suds108. I appreciate that five-star review. If you like this show and you'd love to give me a little love, I'll give you a shout-out back. Just go over to the iTunes podcast, subscribe, and just leave a five-star review right there. I would really appreciate it. And, of course, don't forget to read the show notes on the blog. Just go to happyhoureffect.com, click podcasts, and under there, all of the episodes are listed. This episode is number eight, How to Write a Book. So let's get started. I mentioned before 80% of people want to write a book, 2% do. And I'll tell you, when I first wrote my book, it was shortly after my husband died that I started writing, just therapeutically. I had no idea that it was going to turn into a book, but pretty soon I had pages and pages of what I called puking on paper. It was thoughts, it was random stories, it was junk that had come out of my brain and somehow ended up on notebook paper, because it was all handwritten. And I decided I needed to do something with it, but I had no idea what to do. I had no idea how to get started, but I knew that the writing had some value, not just for other widows, but for anyone that was going through challenge in their life and how to overcome it. So I started experimenting and looking around and researching how to make a book real. And that was about six or seven years ago now. And I want to share some of the best learnings that I've discovered, because I'll tell you that first book was a nightmare to figure out because I had no clue. And if I can save anyone even a moment of that heartache and pain and time and money and research time, that's what I want to do for you is just get you closer to where you want to be with your book and making it real. So the first step in writing a book, if you've got an idea in your mind, is start writing. So many people say, well, I want to know the process first and I want to know what to do and how to do it. No, no, no. That is not the right way to start. The first thing you need to do is just get everything out get it down on paper. It doesn't need to be pretty. It doesn't need to be in order. Just start writing. And a lot of people get hung up on writing from beginning to end. Like, whoa, what's the opening going to be? What's the chapter structure? What's the end? Don't do that. Whether it's fiction or nonfiction, just start writing down the things that you know you want to include in the book. It doesn't matter where it's going to go in the book yet. 
If you're a business person and you know you want to write a chapter about marketing, write that chapter. It may end up at the beginning. It may end up at the end. Who knows? If you're a fiction writer and there's a scene with a car chase, write that scene. You don't know where it's going to go yet, but write the scene. I worked with someone named Mary Carol Moore. I went to some of her classes, and she talks about writing islands. Just write those islands, those little mini stories, those small chunks of the book. Worry about where they're going to go later. The key is to just get started because once you get that content out and down onto paper, it will start to come together once the content is there. Then you can start moving things around, and there's lots of ways that you can do that. You can use Post-it notes. You can use note cards. You can use online programs. That's for a different show. I want you, for now, just to start writing. And as you start writing, the first time you start writing, I want you to write for yourself. I want you to really think about the message and your personal voice and have all of that really be raw and in that first draft. The first draft always stinks. Always, always, always. But there's a lot of really amazing stuff in there because that's when your voice and your true message and your true stories come out. Once you get that first draft and your voice out, then you can go back in and think about who you're writing for. So that's really the second step. Number one is to start writing. Number two is to think about who you're writing for. Who's your audience? Who do you want to buy this book? Where is it going to be shelved in a bookstore? What category, what genre is it going to be classified in on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com? Once you identify that, who's going to actually buy your book, then you can go in and start to wordsmith and edit what you've already written so that it's sending the right benefit messages to them. Even if it's fiction, you still want to know who's going to end up buying that. Because if you're writing for teens, your verbiage, your text, your dialogue, everything's going to have to be much different than if you're writing for adults. So you have to keep that in mind. Who are you writing for? If you're writing a business book that's for women who own cooking businesses, that's going to be much different than if you're writing for baby boomers who are looking to start a second business in retirement. So you have to remember who you're writing for and take your voice and flex it into the right message, the right, right benefits, the right voice that's going to really hit that target that you're writing for. So that's the second step. Number three is to understand the process because the publishing world is confusing, especially with the rise of self-publishing, hybrid publishing, boutique publishers, indie publishers. There's all kinds of terms for these different ways that you can make your book real. In the past, the traditional publishing route was you would go out, you would find a book agent, the book agent would go out and find a publisher, and your book would be put out into the world. No expense to you, aside from the time of getting it written and maybe some early edits. They would take care of everything. And in the past, they would do a lot of the marketing for you. That is not the case anymore. Most publishers require that their authors are already marketing themselves, that they already have a built-in tribe of people that will go out and buy the book once it's out, because it costs a lot of money to print, distribute, and market a book. So an agent is only going to take you on if he or she is very, very confident that you've already got a tribe to go buy that book that's going to make them money. They make 15% only after you sell books. So it's not going to make sense for any agent to take you on unless they know that they're going to make money on you. So you have to prove to them beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're going to be able to sell those books. And that means you have to have a solid platform, which I'll talk about next. But first, I want to talk a little more about the process. So in this traditional path, 
Say an agent says, yes, I feel confident that you can sell books. Then what that agent is going to do is they're going to go out and they're going to pitch publishers. And the publishers have to have that same feeling of confidence in you that, yes, you're going to be able to sell enough books to make them not just their money back of what they invest in printing, distributing, and marketing, but they're also going to make money beyond that, that it's going to be a worthwhile endeavor for them to take you on as one of their authors. So you have to show them in every step of what you put out there to secure them, both the agent and the publisher, what you bring to the table. And the process for traditional publishing is a little bit different for fiction and nonfiction. If you're a fiction writer, the process is you have to have a completed manuscript. It has to be done, edited, polished, the best that you can do. And then you go out and you query agents. A query letter is just a letter of introduction where you're hooking them with the story idea. You're telling them a little bit about yourself, asking if they're interested. Sometimes agents want to see the entire manuscript. Sometimes they want to see the first chapter, just a few pages. It really depends. You have to do your research on agents to understand their needs and follow that to a T. If you waver from what they want, you're going to end up in the garbage or in the delete bin in their email. So you have to make sure you're following that and doing your research on the right agents for the type of book you're writing. There are a lot of books out there. Writer's Digest has some. Writer's Market is another. There are a lot of different agency directory type books and websites out there for you to do that research. So you would query the agent, send them the, the full book. If they like it, they may or may not sign you. Rejection is the name of the game in the traditional publishing world. More people are rejected than are accepted. Many, many more people are rejected than are accepted by agents. Then once the agent does accept you, best case scenario, then they will do that exact same process to publishers. They will go out to the publishers that are a fit for your book and try to secure a place for it. If someone does sign you, they may or may not offer you an advance. An advance is an amount of money that you are paid for your book. And it's against royalties. Again, this is a whole nother show. I just want to give you the process. And then they take control of the book and they start the editing, the rewrites and all of that process and it's distributed through them. If you have a nonfiction book, it's a similar process, but instead of sending them the whole book, you send a proposal. In a nonfiction book, you have to have a chapter summary, you have to have who the target market is, who the competitive books are, a lot about your platform. So that's the process there that's different is that you have, instead of the entire manuscript, you have a book proposal. And we'll talk about this in future episodes in depth. And I also have a program to help with this called Author Superstar Book Launch System. If you want to learn about that, just go to authorsuperstar.com. I'll talk more about that at the end. All right, so that is the path for traditional publishing. If you decide to self-publish or indie publish or hybrid publish, there are a lot of terms for it, then the process is a little bit different because you actually own the entire process. You pay for the entire process. You manage the entire process from editing to cover design to interior book layout to the table of contents and the indexing to the book promotion to the book launch. You do it all. And it's a lot of work. But there are companies that you can hire that take over and act as sort of an intermediary to help you with some of that process. And you pay them and they do a lot of those pieces of the process. The difference here between traditional and self-publishing, of course, is the cost and the time commitment that it takes and the commitment that it takes to truly make your book not look self-published because there are many, many books out there that frankly look like crap. They've got typos, they've got grammatical errors, the covers look terrible, look like somebody designed it in paint. <laughs> if you remember the old paint program, 
that's not what you want. You want your book to look and feel like a traditionally published book. You want it to give people the feeling like, ooh, they're making an investment in some really strong and amazing content, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. That is a little bit of, of the difference of, of the investment level, the time, and what the process is between traditional publishing and self-publishing. The next step is building your platform, and you should build your platform well, well in advance of books, the book's release. And your platform is everything that makes you a credible, trustworthy, and popular author that has a built-in tribe to sell books to. This is where you're proving to an agent or a publisher beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're going to be able to sell books for them. Not just a couple hundred to your family and friends, but thousands and thousands and thousands of books so that they can recoup their production costs and make money beyond that. And of course, so you can make money beyond that. If you're self-publishing, you want to recoup the cost that you invest in bringing this book to life since you're going to be responsible for that entire process. You want to sell beyond just your family and friends. You want to build a group of people that love what you have to put out there. If you're a fiction writer, they just want your stories over and over again. They love your characters. They love who you are as an author. They want to know more about the internal life and struggles of your characters beyond what's in the book. If you're a nonfiction author, they want to know what kind of expertise you have. They want to know what you can do to help them. They want to know all about whatever you are an expert at, and they will buy your books over and over again. They will go to your website. They will hang out with you on Facebook and social media. They are your true fans. And you need to build that before a book comes out, before you start pitching agents and publishers. Because the more people that you can have ready to buy that book, the better positioned you will be for true book success, the better you'll be positioned to potentially get on the Amazon bestseller list. And building your platform is a lot more complicated than just saying, oh, I'm going to go create a tribe of people that <laughs> are going to buy my book. But you can go and look at some of my previous podcast episodes. Number three is about getting more exposure for your brand. Number one is buzzing up your business and life. Number two is attracting more customers. I talk about platform a lot and some of the elements that can go into a platform. We also would talk about that in depth on how to build your platform in the author superstar our book launch system at authorsuperstar.com. All right, so that is number four is building your platform. Number five is to actually launch the book. And how do you get a book out into the world? Well, once you've either self-published or traditionally published your book and you have a platform of people, how do you let them know that the book's even available? There are a lot of ways to do that. And that includes having other streams of income that feed the book sale and vice versa, the book can feed the other streams of income. Maybe it's coaching, maybe it's online training, maybe it's webinars, maybe it's free stuff that you're offering that then prompts people to say, ooh, yeah, I really liked this. I want to go and buy this book. A podcast. You could start a podcast like I'm doing right now. I have two books, The Best Worst Thing and The Happy Hour Effect, both available on Amazon, both bestsellers. I can use this podcast to help drive sales of those two books. Launching your book really means that you need to be committed to marketing. And having those streams of income and those that marketing funnel in place where you are prompting people to buy your book everywhere. In everything that you put out, there's always a call to action to go buy that book in your marketing, in your live events, in your things that you do. Maybe you have a podcast or a YouTube channel. You're always talking about that book. It's front and center on your website. You're talking about it in social media. You're selling books at the back of the room when you do speaking events. You're giving books away for free to people that you meet at events that might be a good prospect or to come in and help their team. There are a lot of ways to sell massive amounts of books. And there's also a process that can help you get onto the bestseller list. 
the Amazon bestseller list. And that, I call it the Amazon Blitz. And there are a lot of ways to pull that together. But basically, it's a way to ensure that you get that Amazon bestseller status so that you can call yourself a bestselling author. It's not easy, but it's also possible if you use the right steps. And I will teach you that in the Author Superstar program. There are ways to get onto that Amazon bestseller list if you have a structured plan. If you're really driving your tribe, everyone that you've compiled into your list to buy your book on the same day so that you can pull in partners to promote your book on the same day. Because Amazon's got crazy weird algorithms where they are promoting them based on reviews and how fast they're selling and ranking the bestseller list every hour or two. And it's kind of a complicated process and it's very secretive and they don't ever reveal what actually goes into it. But there are ways to get your book onto that Amazon bestseller list by using some pretty simple processes. So those are just five quick steps to get you started on understanding how to write a book. Number one is obviously start writing. You've got to have content to be able to get a book done, get it finished so that you even have something to sell. Number two is to know who you're writing for so that the content of the book is good and it's right and it's structured and it's talking about benefits for the person that's going to read it so there's more of a chance that that group will buy it. Number three is to know the process. Do you want a traditional publish, self-publish, and what are the elements and steps that go into each one? Number four is to build your platform. And I'm going to give you a freebie on the show notes page with platform map that you can go in and start working on those areas to build up your tribe. So you've got a built in group of people ready to buy the book when it comes out. And number five is launching the book and knowing how you're going to use all of the elements in your sales and marketing funnel to feed the book to your customers so that they are always having that call to action to go get the book and why it's going to benefit them to get that book. And then also the Amazon Blitz I mentioned. There are ways to get that book onto the Amazon bestseller list by mobilizing your tribe and your partners to promote and buy the book on the same day. So hopefully those are just some really quick answers to some of your questions. There's a lot more to it. I could do this show for an entire weekend. Maybe I will do that. I'll do a book a book launch summit. That would be a good idea, huh? So if anyone is interested in uh, learning more about how to launch your book, you can just go to authorsuperstar.com. If you want some more freebies from this show, go to the show notes page at happyhoureffect.com podcast. Just click on episode number eight, how to write a book. And this is Kristen Brown with the Happy Hour Effect, of course. And if you liked this show, I would love it if you would share it, give it some love on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, wherever you listen, and share it with your friends on social media. I would really, really appreciate it. And every month, I'm giving away some pretty awesome stuff just for listening, sharing, and reviewing. So when you go to the show notes page, there's a link right there on the page that takes you to that month's contest. So be sure you enter to win. I'm Kristen Brown, and we will see you next time. 